Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Showbound podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, and as usual, joined by Swedish professional hockey player, <laughs> Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's going on? Not much, man. Um, another Tuesday, another night before a game, and it was Taco Tuesday tonight in the house. And uh, so it was a good night. We had uh, our buddy Marcus Walgren over from the team, and uh, so the boys are just chilling in the living room right now, but uh, not a chill night. And uh, not too much. Sun's been shining though in Sarah lately. So uh things are good. We got out, uh played some soccer, played some golf. Um, how about you? How's how's the weather back home? What's going on there? I wouldn't know. I haven't really left my house in, in two months. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting, man, like I don't know, sitting doing some home workouts. Like what else? I don't even know what I'm doing, watching a lot of hockey. Honestly, I'm gambling a lot, like more than I should be. But I'm winning. I mean, we t- I talked about this last week, but I'm currently up three hundred and fifty dollars. So let's go. All right. Um, Good for you. Good for you. How was uh, how was your golf game? You get a little rusty over the the winter off or no? Honestly, I'm not sure if you. Uh, I did I send you a video or you see a video? Yeah, I saw. I just saw like you taking a practice swing, I think, or like t- a, a tee shot or something. Yeah, I was on the I was on the range for a bit there, and then we played a few of the holes. But man, like. I still got it. Like I, I hate to say it, but like I'm, I'm still elite. Like just going back to my prime days, I'm, I'm not quite there, but I mean, just, just I'm a ball striker, and it's just something you never lose. It's like, uh, it's like riding a bike, and uh, so it, felt, it actually felt so nice. So man, it was like 13 degrees, and just to be out there and just be able to hit a golf ball and a little change of scenery since we've been in quarantine. Like being in our houses in Ontario and stuff, and then it's just been hockey since we got here. So something to do something different and uh yeah we played a sport called paddle too i'm not sure if i told you about it in another epi or told you about it in general i don't think so i saw the video though it looks sick and you you looked like you were decent um eh, not bad but it's uh it's a lot of fun it's like squash and tennis mixed in but huge here in sweden and like big sport over in europe so like that's been a lot of fun and like cheers to the boys for taking us to these places man your life is so much better than mine right now like i'm I don't even know like I can't even think of what I do all day I just wake up and and kind of like bum around a bit uh I don't, I don't really know like I'm trying to think of what I do today like other than just working out it's it's really I sit around and like I don't know, think of stuff for the podcast like you're, you're sitting there playing games getting hat tricks we got to talk about that by the way another <laughs> hat trick for you and, and, and an assist for a four-point game we want to talk about how your season's going a little bit there yeah I guess we can um I mean it's going well uh finding getting getting lucky i mean fortunate enough to get a few points here and there and uh gotta thank my teammates again for that they've been contributing to a lot of my success and i think i attribute a lot of my success to to the big ice i'm a fast skater and just to be able to use that is a real big key for me over here um but honestly uh we don't have to talk about it too much let's uh let's just keep removing here yeah, I just have one more question. Have you been, like, have any NHL teams, like, have you been talking to them at all, or is that even on the radar yet, or is it too early? Um, well, you know, there's there's always some stuff going on. Uh, I have been in contact with a few. Um, not you didn't name anybody in specific or anything, but I know my agent's always working, and he's always in touch with teams and stuff. So we'll see when the draft is or if it gets pushed back or anything like that, but no expectations or no uh, – not gonna hope for anything really or get my hopes up just because you know what happens and uh i know we talk about it later on in the episode but yeah you know just 
hope for the best and see what happens and everything will take care of itself. So, yeah, like you said, we bring it up a little later in the interview with Alex Newhook, who's our guest this week. He's a first round pick of the Colorado Avalanche and played on the world junior team for team Canada this past, uh, this past tournament. And he's playing for Boston college right now, having a good season. So we'll get it to him in a bit. I do want to talk about last week. Uh, I mentioned we were going to be giving away an Axel watch and I'll announce the winner for, for this week. The winner is Max Carlo. Um, check your email. Axel's going to send you an email with details and you can pick your watch and all that. And next episode, we're going to be doing another giveaway. So stay tuned for that. We're, we're buzzing with the Axel watches and, and giving away a bunch. So we appreciate everyone for listening and good luck winning one next week. Um, before we send it over to the interview, we got a little message from Manscaped and this one's kind of funny cards. We got a, a new, new little script here and it's about St. Patty's day. So I want to mention that St. Patty's day is for pubs, not pubes. Manscaped (laughs) is the global leader for below the waist grooming. And they sponsored this show to ensure that you have the best tools for your ball trimming experience. If you plan on getting lucky this St. Patty's, then you might as well use code showbound at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. And yeah, Manscaped has sent, me and Cardsy, a couple items, couple products and packages, and I've been loving them. I actually just got my dad something too, so uh, his birthday's coming up. So, you know, it's a good gift if you don't want it for yourself either. And, and yeah, for St. Paddy's Day coming up, you're in luck because Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Holy. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You'll feel confident shaving your thunder down under. You can also get festive and safely shave a shamrock in your pubes. You and your partner will get lucky, all right? Their Lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, which actually they gave to us and I love it. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. I also want to say that every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. Oh, I butchered that a bit. I I gotta give you credit though. That that's a good read. Like if if I was reading that, um, uh, we'd we'd be here forever. And uh, just to get through that, I mean, a few kind of giggles, but I guess the the uh, the listeners know go out and get Manscaped. But uh, I before we uh, send it over to the interview here, I just want to give uh, my little cousin Lily a birthday shout out. Um, she's turning thirteen tomorrow on the pod March third. So. Uh, Happy birthday to her. Haven't seen her in a while. Haven't seen any of my cousins. So just hey to my family back home, I guess, too. But uh, yeah, no, I wanted to throw that in. All right. Happy birthday, Lily. And with that being said, we'll send it over to Alex Newhook. All right. Welcome to the pod, Newy. Glad to have you. Uh, what's going on, man? 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, not much. Same old regular day here at BC. Um, how are you guys doing? Just uh, just hanging out. Super excited to do this episode. Um, I know you're great about coming on and uh, just no issues at all and uh, hop right on right away. So we're super happy to have you and uh, we'll kind of just jump right into it here. Um, your season obviously off to a great start here. Uh, we got eight points in eight games to start it off. So how is it going down there? And like, what's it like with COVID at school and uh, whatnot? Yeah, it's been good. We've, we've been pretty fortunate. To, uh, you know, we've been playing throughout the whole year so far. Um, you know, eight games is has been a tough schedule for me so far. I've been out with a bit of injuries and uh, missing a lot of games early in the season, being at the World Junior Camp. Um, but yeah, it's good. I was out for for a bit with a bit of a shoulder injury, but but back playing now and. Um, the guys are gearing up for playoffs here now in, in a week or so. So um, it's exciting. We're, we're very fortunate to just be playing now. Are you guys like shaping up for a run or what? Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been ranked first in the country for the past like month or so. We just, uh, we lost in overtime this weekend to UMass, uh, who was I think nine or something. So we're down at two right now uh, with one weekend left uh, before playoffs. So yeah, hoping to go for a run. Uh, we had a strong team last year. Didn't get a chance to go for it. So a lot to make up for this year when playoffs come around. You guys got fans over there or no? No, we don't. Uh, we've just been playing with uh, these cardboard cutouts here that are, that are staring at me, which are, you know, a bit unfortunate. Um, but we're getting, I think it's 25% capacity for regionals and, and Frozen Four. So hopefully we can mm. uh, get there and get some fans back in attendance. Honestly, 25% in college is probably way louder than 20 or than 100% in CHL, man. Like, with all those crazy students there, just like hammering beers and stuff before they get <laughs> they're just absolute animals in the crowd. So, so, yeah, the students will be excited, especially because they haven't like had a chance to watch any college hockey this year. So, hopefully, we can uh, fill the stands with mostly students, would be, would be pretty fun. Yeah, you like you might even be getting some new fans that just want something to do, like who normally wouldn't go. And it's just like I'd I'd be dying to go to any sports game, even if it's like soccer or something, which I don't really care about. But yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it'll it'll be sick. Even twenty five percent will probably feel amazing for everybody. But um, yeah. I want to move it forward. I want to just get into the World Juniors, and then we'll kind of go back through your career here. But everyone, you know, we got like fifty fan questions, probably just for World Juniors specifically. But cool. um. I mean, we'll keep it on the empty arenas. Like, what was that like playing in the World Juniors in an empty rink? And did you feel like, did you still feel all of Canada kind of supporting you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a little strange and unusual. I think, you know, where everyone that's there is, is used to playing in front of fans. And, um, you know, I think with the expectations of World Juniors and how loud it's, it's always, uh, you know, hyped up to be. Um, it's always exciting to want to get there and play, you know, in front of that home crowd. And especially being in Edmonton, it was pretty pretty unfortunate I weren't able to be, uh, you know, with that crowd, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a crazy year and for the tournament to go ahead as well as it, as it did, I think we were all fortunate to just be playing there and, and happy to be playing there. And, um, you know, with the televised games and, and uh, with everyone at home, not really with, with much to do, I think we still felt that, um, you know, that support from, from Canada and, um, you know, through social media and everything, it was, it was a weird year, but uh, we felt it and, and, you know, it was still motivation for us to, to do well and uh, at home. Yeah, definitely makes sense. I mean, yeah, the social media was buzzing and TSN was bringing the hype more than ever with no, with no fans, but um, going back to the camp, uh, we asked, we asked Q this and I think Suzuki maybe, but how do you find out you made the team? Like how did that exactly go down? Yeah, so they uh they like put our parents on the phone and uh we just we just knew that the cuts were gonna be coming um that day. We didn't know what time or when we'd get called down or whatever. And I actually got woken up like early. I think I was probably the first guy. I was right next to Zook actually. 
and um they knock on my door i like roll out of bed i was expecting like them to like be like all right like you have to come down now or something but it was like my parents and there's a whole video crew there and i'm like naked at the door <laughs> and they're like hey like you made the team and i'm like oh like, unreal like, i was like naked i was like oh, i should probably like, put some clothes on or something but uh yeah that was cool it's cool they got our families involved and uh pretty special day yeah, that's so cool. Like, I saw a few of the videos that they posted, um, like when they did that. I guess yours didn't make it, probably with the <laughs> censorship reasoning. But, yeah. um, a couple more World Jays questions, actually. Who did you find was the funniest guy on the team? I know, like Ty Delandria told us, Bowen Byram's just an animal. Like, what, <laughs> what do you think of him? Yeah, Bowen's a funny dude. Pretty close with him, being in the same organization and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, he's he's a funny dude. He's a character, fun to be around um yeah we had, we had a few characters Zeri's a pretty funny dude um q is pretty funny yeah we had, we had some we had some we had some characters it was a good group yeah no it seemed like such a sick group of guys like i know cardio i feel like knows everybody on the team too so i mean too bad yeah he didn't get a lot, a lot of good guys on that team and i know just from like summer skates and just like playing with these guys growing up my whole life just like so many meatheads on that team it just must be yeah. a long show not school guys over there oh yeah <laughs> no sir he's definitely the smartest guy there by far <laughs> oh man yeah. um one one that was a fan question that i also want to know and i'm not sure about this but were you flying back with like some of the American players after the gold medal game, like that are on your team. Yeah. Three of them. How, how did that go? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. I mean, you know, it's, we're, we've, uh, we've played together for a year before this and then um, they're all, they're all great dudes. I mean, they, they definitely gave me a little bit of razz, but it wasn't too bad. We were lucky. BC uh, chartered us a plane back. So it was just four of us. So it wasn't like we had to, um, you know, deal with anyone else that knew about the results or whatever and get some razz from them. So it was just yeah. four of us. And, um, yeah, they're, they're all right about it. Are they, are you like, you must be a little bit upset. I mean, very upset. And they're probably sitting there partying or whatever. Like, are you just, are you just like trying to be like, whatever it is, what it is around the same plane. Let's just get drunk or something. Like what's that going? Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much it was, it was the next morning after. So, okay. um, a few of the boys were hurting, but, um, yeah, I mean it was uh, it was it was tough because you know we played that next weekend and I think any like single elimination tournaments like you know it's obviously unfortunate that we didn't win and and you know I was pretty pissed off. All the guys in our team were pissed. We knew that we had a pretty good shot at taking it home, but um, you know single elimination and and uh, you know my teammate Spencer Knight, so he was in that against uh, when we played the states and he was rock solid. So I think you run into a goalie like that in a single elimination game. It's, it's tough for any team to, you know, squeeze out a win. It's anyone's game. So, um, you know, credit to them, but, uh, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. And you obviously played against Knight, like you practice on him every day and whatnot like that. So you, you know, it was going to be a hard test for you guys. And, uh, obviously it was just a tough game there. Just couldn't, couldn't find it past him but uh no i was just wondering like kind of what your feel was like i know you battled injury during the tournament and like what was that like for you during uh the course of the tournament and like how do you how do you feel like you played because i know you got a few uh highlight real goals there cutting around the center just embarrassing tendies so how did you feel thanks yeah no it was uh it was a great tournament and we were there for a long time. So we had a, we had a lot of time to work together and, and kind of build up where we wanted to be um, for the tournament, which is great. Um, but yeah, the, the injury was, was definitely um, tough. And I, I think, 
you know, when it happened in the, uh, in our last game of, of the round Robin and then going into the elimination bracket, you know, you always want to be playing those big games. And, and for me, that was no different. And I was, uh, you know, I wanted to get in for the, for the check game and, you know, the, the doctors didn't know I think it was possible. And then, um, you know, to, for them to work with me that much and, and get me ready for the semis and be a part of the semis and finals. Um, can't say it was too comfortable, but you know, with the adrenaline and everything, it, it, it eases down a bit. And, um, when you get in the moment, everything kind of, kind of disappears a bit. So I was good to just be a part of it and, and, um, for them to get me there and, and, uh, and help out that way. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Just being able to get back out there and just kind of fight through that injury just to be a part of it. And it's just obviously pretty special. I can only imagine uh, what an honor it must have been. Um, but yeah, I think that does it for me with World Jays questions. How about you, Rask? You good on that front? I mean, I feel like I could talk about it. Like, I, I want to know so much, but I think we're good. We could probably move on and let the listeners, you know, get rid of our voices and go through his career. <laughs> yeah, we'll let uh, we'll let the listeners hear a little bit about uh, his career here some more. So um, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, moved uh, from Newfoundland to uh, Toronto, Aurora, right? You went to SAC. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so St. Andrew's College there. And, uh, that was how, how old were you there? 14 when you moved 14, yeah. 14. So what, what was the kind of the decision making behind that? And, uh, what, uh, made you pull trigger on that move? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I was at the point in my career where I was, you know, in Newfoundland, you can only, uh, go so far, I think playing at home with, with the competition and, um, we had a really strong age group and, and, um, so it was good to be able to play with that age group for a long time and, and get some good competition there. Um, but I think it kind of came to the point where I was looking for a bit more competition and, and a bit more exposure. I think it's always a big thing for Newfoundlanders. You don't really get the, the exposure when you're staying at home and no one's really traveling out to Newfoundland to watch guys. So um, to get away in, in Ontario, obviously, you know, probably the biggest hockey market in the world um, was exciting and, and had a great opportunity at St. Andrews to go there and play for York Simcoe. And um, yeah, really no regrets with that decision. Uh, thought it was a good move at the time and, and um yeah really happy with it yeah for sure and then was like 14's a young age like that's really young um so was there any struggles moving away like that at home any homesick or anything like that yeah first first couple of months I think the first month I was like all adrenaline like, excited to just get away and, and start with a new team and all that and then probably second second or third month you got a little homesick um and then I think after we made it to Christmas, after that, it's, it's been smooth sailing ever since, you know, I think, like you said, the young age and being away from, from my parents and my sister, it was, it was hard after a couple of months, but, um, got to Christmas, got home, see them, came back and, and then, uh, it's been great ever since. Yeah. And at SAC there, you, you would have lived with my buddy Hilly, um, Cam Hillis, obviously you'd, you'd know him. Um, yeah. so were you, were yeah. you guys both? Yeah, yeah, me, me and uh, me and Hilly were close. He uh, he lived in the room uh, next to me my my second year there, um, so we were pretty close. And and he, uh, you know, he he was kind of thinking about leaving as well that year, and, and did end up leaving um, the year that I did. So um, you know, we we've been in touch a lot, and, and he uh, he helped me a lot when he he played for York Simcoe and kind of went through the same similar path um, that way and um great guy good guy to you know look up to and be able to talk to about some stuff yeah he's not a bad dude for sure and then uh yeah playing for playing for york simcoe you guys had a good team there um so what was that kind of like i know they you have a great organization every year i know they dominated us in my age group um 
and in Clarington there. And then Clarington 01s weren't too good. And I think I might have played a game against you guys and you just ran us over like a train. But um, so what, what was that like playing for YFC? Yeah, it was cool. I, you know, they, they always have such a good team and, and so many players go through the organization that end up, you know, being really, um, you know, good players and, and uh, move on to playing the NHL and stuff. So it's cool to be a part of an organization like that. We were, we were pretty strong. Um, you know, my second year we were, we were good. Uh, you know, had, had some guys that went on to, to do something with it, which was great. Um, I think just like the organization, you know, they always have a reputation. So to carry that and, and play for them was, was fun. We kind of talked about this a bit before, um, before we started recording, but I mean, before we even talk about like your junior career, the decision to go play at college, like, cause I imagine you must've committed around that time, right? After your, your second year ish. Is that right? Yeah, I committed, uh, I committed my grade 10 year at, at SAC. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. Like why, why, why as a Canadian kid, this is another one of the many fan questions. Like why decide to go to BC? And obviously, I mean, it's a well-known, amazing hockey school, like nothing wrong with it. Just in what's your mindset at that point, instead of going major junior. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was lucky with St. Andrews. They, they try to show you both sides and they did a good job of that. I thought, um, you know, going down, I, I played a game in Minnesota. We got to check out Minnesota. Um, and then just kind of seeing the atmosphere there with the students and, you know, the, the crowds there and, and how, um, you know, the student athletes kind of uh, work. Um, it was pretty cool. And then I got to see what it would be like in the queue as well. I, I'm a queue resident, so I would have been the queue, not the O. Um, so, yeah, looking at both sides, I thought it was great. I got to tour some campuses, um, a few in the northeastern around Boston, which was kind of where I was looking to play. I was in family down here and, and being from the East Coast, I think it was probably the most appealing. Um, but I think, yeah, I think getting, uh, you know, top, uh, top education here at BC and, and, uh, you know, playing at a school that's always, um, in contention to win and always, you know, top the rankings every year. Um, I think it's, it's a hard thing to turn down and, um, you know, having that route to go play junior A in Victoria and, and then end up here eventually, it was, seemed like a pretty smooth route to, you know, get some schooling, play some top level hockey and, um, you know, move on when, when the time seems right. And um, it's been great. Yeah, it's it's awesome down here and, and uh, love it here. Yeah, talking about school, like there's so much appeal to go to an American school and we see we see the football games, we see the hockey games and it's just a riot, a lot of fun. But uh, there's actually some school that these guys have to do as well. So I just want to talk about that. Like, was it tough? Like, did you have to do it at World Jays too? Like, how'd you get yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough to balance sometimes, especially when you know you have different uh, stuff that you take some take some time away from from school. And even with the hockey schedule here, it's it's not really forgiving when you got to practice and you're at the rink probably four hours a day, and all other students are you know just just doing homework and completing their work. We have really have to manage our time well and and um, you know get stuff done. And when I was at World Juniors, same thing. When we were in the hotels, I was kind of the only guy doing homework me and the other NCAA guys everyone else was just hanging out playing uh, PS4 or whatever um but yeah it's a bit of a grind but um well worth it for sure before we move forward like what was the recruiting process like for you I know I mean when you're older you get to do the fun recruiting trips and you know like they'll take you out for a night do something like that but when you're in grade 10 or whatever like probably not any of that so like what, what was that process like for you yeah um I uh I think, you know, between myself and, and my advisor at the time, we just kind of reached out to some schools that I thought I'd be interested in and see, you know, if, if there was a possibility and, and what they were kind of thinking. And uh, I was in touch with some, some schools, you know, previous to that and uh, worked out to get some, get some tours in there. And 
um, just kind of had a walk through the campus was pretty much all they could do. I know here, here at BC when I was younger, um, they actually paired me up with Colin White for a day. So he kind of just took me through his, uh, his day and, and what it's all about at BC. And that was pretty cool. You know, get a top end guy like that to kind of show you what it's like. Um, definitely, you know, offered more of an appeal, I think. Um, and then, yeah, when I was, uh, when I was in my senior year and I was in Vic, um, I got to come out and do the official visit where, you know, I was here for, I actually had an unreal visit, came up, uh, watched a bean pot, the first bean pot Monday, uh, the boys won. So we got to go out after that. And then the next morning was the Patriots parade. So we went to that and, and then I took off and went back to Victoria. So it was a quick visit, but yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> No, you can't complain about that visit. Um, and BC is such a gorgeous campus. I got to go there like a while back when I was younger and just watch a game. I think it was a preseason game, but just like, the, like again, saying the crowd and just like the whole campus and Boston there itself is just a, is a great spot. But uh, before you headed there, for, for the listeners who don't know, obviously you can't play in the CHL if you're going to uh, to college. So knew he went with the BCHL option and uh, played for the Victoria Grizzlies. So what was it like heading out to BC there? So you moved from the one side of the country to the middle of the country and then over to the far side of the country. What was that like your first year and uh, what was the adjustment period like for you? Yeah, it was a big adjustment. I think for for anyone that's going into junior, whether it's junior A or or the CHL, being a 16-year-old, it's obviously a big jump playing against 20-year-olds and some older guys. and, And that was no different for me. Um, I had some family out in Vic, so it was, it was nice to be able to spend some time. My aunt lives out there, so you have family um, everywhere. <laughs> I do. I do. It seems like yeah, it's you got Ontario, a big family, Victoria. I guess. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah, my aunt, my aunt lived out there, so she was she was actually a big reason why I was able to play out there um, because of the guardianship rules and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I moved out there and big adjustment, but we had a good team, a lot of great older guys that helped me, you know, adjust early and. Um, Victoria is a beautiful spot. I was, I was lucky to be out there. Yeah. And uh, you said there's like a bit of an adjustment period. It, it, it didn't look like it at all. And what your, what your stats said, um, there's, a, there's a bunch of awards here that uh, Rask found when he was doing his uh, research earlier. I'll read off a few for the, for the listeners here. CJHL rookie of the year, CJHL player of the year, BCHL MVP. And not surprising, you had 102 points in just 53 games in your second season. So just ridiculous numbers that like you don't see being put up in the BCHL often. So um, what was that second year? Like just getting ready, you know, you're going to Boston college and just to be on a tear like that all year. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun year. And um, you know, I think after the first year, um, Halifax hosted the Mem cup. So um, it was, it was, you know, definitely an option that I looked at. Um, but at the end of the day, we had a really good group. A lot of the guys that were my best buddies out in Vic were coming back and I was comfortable there. I was really excited about BC. And, um, so yeah, I went back and, and, uh, we had a really good year. Our team was strong, went on a pretty good playoff run, um, and just enjoyed it. I think, you know, your last year of junior, I knew it was going to be my last year, um, before heading to Boston college. So just tried to make the most of it. Um, got the players, some great players, Riley Hughes and Alex Campbell, both draft picks, um, and living in Victoria, which is, you know, maybe one of the better junior junior uh, cities out there. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. Just tried to enjoy it, and, and we had a great year. Actually, um, do you know Nate Loyson? He's my buddy who played out in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know him too well, but I've met him a few times. He was out there a couple he, times. He didn't there. play with you, though. You didn't match up? No, nah, he was here before, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, he's a good buddy of mine who played there, and he loves uh, Victoria, and he, I think he's yeah. from there, so he's always back. And, yeah, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a good organization, and, like, he's showing me pictures and, like, looking at his Instagram, like, crazy fans, and, like, you know what? BCHL yeah. cards, what a sick league, actually. Honestly. Yeah, dude, it's actually undercover, and, like, they had, like, I seen this guy at Michigan now, like, I, I didn't even hear about him. Like, I think it, Kent Johnson, he's easy. Kent Johnson, kid. yeah. He's nasty, eh? And I never never even heard of this guy, and he's my age, and – uh Sure as shit, guy's gonna be a top ten pick this year. <laughs> just yeah, I played against him. Was he nasty as a rookie? Yeah, too? he was good. He was really skilled. Like every everyone knew. I mean, sixteen year olds um, you know, usually don't have the biggest impact as as their second year in the league. But he was he was stupid skilled. Yeah, I remember playing against him, um, and he was he was still a standout guy his first year. And um, yeah, he's doing well. Okay, I got a question too. That's kind of like this might be a stupid one, but. Um, <laughs> How does like a BCHL team c- compare to a USHL team if you guys were to play like a series? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably a bit biased, but I, I think the top BCHL teams can compete with the USHL teams for sure. Um, oh, yeah. you know, the, the top BCHL teams have, um, you know, almost all committed. Um, yeah. Like Penticton you know, has all commits every year, their whole roster. I noticed that. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're allowed, I think in the BC, you're allowed seven 20-year-olds. I think in the USHL, it's only like, I don't know, three. I'm just, just throwing out numbers, but yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think it's as many as we can have. So that definitely adds to the BC. Okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so you got, you have those two great years in Victoria and then you head into your NHL draft. And uh, as most people know, you're a first round pick of the Colorado Avalanche, but uh, t- like, can you just take us through the draft day in that moment? What, what were you doing and, and where was the draft that year? Yeah, it was in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Um, so the hype was always in British Columbia that whole year, which was, which was a lot of fun to be around. Um, and yeah, I had, uh, I had a lot of family that came out. Um, I think like 10 or 11 of my buddies from Victoria came over to the draft. Um, a few guys flew out that were on the Vic team. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great, man. We had, uh, all my family was there. We went out to breakfast in the morning or whatever, tried to just, um, not worry too much and, and, uh, spend some time with them. Um, Leading up to the draft, we were just kind of hanging out, getting ready. I uh, went to the draft. My buddy showed up in, in my, like, old jerseys all, like, flipped around with the name bars in front. <laughs> kind of put on a show there. Um, but, yeah, it was great. We uh, we ended up, you know, celebrating with with all of them that were there. I think there was probably, like, 60 of us total um, at oh, the uh, at the end of the day after the draft. Yeah, it was it was great. Something I'll never forget. Okay, I got a few, uh, few more questions that popped into my head about that. So, first of all, this one's kind of cardsy for you too. Just like, how cool is it? Like if you, okay, you know, you're getting drafted first round. Um, Cardsy's a guy who like was supposed to get drafted, didn't really end up getting drafted. So a guy like you, you can bring 60 people with you. Like you can have a sick time, but like, is there any nerves? Like, Hey, I might not go first round. Does that go through your head? And like, you might disappoint all these people that are here for you. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's running through your head and, and especially when, you know, and you think you're going to be going around a certain spot and, and then pick after pick keeps coming up and, and you're not hearing your name. Um, you know, I, I thought I had a little range of where I was going to go based on, you know, the year and, and what people are saying or whatever. Um, and, you know, even as it, as it gets to that point and, and you're hearing, you're hearing, you know, other guys getting picked every pick it's it's running through your head and you just get a little bit more nervous every time and, and people just say to enjoy it it's hard to when you have like that expectation um but yeah the people that were there i think you know they were just there to enjoy it just as much as me and um 
I don't think, you know, it would have been like letting them down or, or anything like that. They were just kind of there to support me, you know, whatever happened. And, um, it was, it was great that everyone wanted to be there. Honestly, it made me, uh, you know, it made me feel pretty proud that all those people were there and, and wanted to be there for me and just really want to try and make the most of it. Yeah. And just like, it's, it's different for everyone. Like all situations are a lot different, but just the expectations going in, like you just can't really set too high of expectations or else it's just like, you're setting yourself up for failure, just kind of going into the day, like having a positive mindset, obviously. And then whatever happens, happens, life's going to go on. But uh, that was my case anyway. And uh, yeah, we'll see you what got we can screwed. Do. Yeah, well, listen, listen to this. Cardi was the highest rated guy in the draft to not get drafted. Yeah, that's super funny, eh, Rask? I, I don't know why funny. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's like it's funny at this point. Like, you, no, yeah, it's yeah, it, you getting it, passed it, up on was ridiculous. Like, especially the season you're having now. Like, it's a little bit like you're making you're showing everybody up, but I mean, this guy was rated like mid third round. Like, it's little it happens we'll see what we can do this I year know. but uh, there you go there you we're go not, we're not here to talk about my draft yeah, well. Let's, let's <laughs> um, um well i got one more draft question actually like so did you have a lot of contact with colorado did you think that's going to be this is the team or like did you have another idea um yeah I, I had an idea uh you know of a few different spots that i felt a better connection with uh through meetings and stuff i met with uh with colorado and and uh the gm of colorado and their head scout um the day before um so i i kind of thought that that would be a possibility and uh yeah sweet organization so uh, you know it, it worked out yeah and before we jump into like boston college first year here i just want to add like that's pretty sick organization to get into right now just the, yeah. like the way things are trending there mckinnon's just taking over the league a bit and like obviously a bunch of great forwards there the decor looks like it could be the best decor in the league for a while and just like a team that's going to be set up to win so like that must be like pretty cool to know you're going to be getting in there in a few years or maybe potentially probably even next year. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, to, to see the way the team's shaping up and, and having a young core, um, you know, with, with uh, expectations and hopes to, you know, be in contention for a long time um, and being in the organization right now, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting, you know, things to look forward to and, and motivation that, you know, if, if I do hopefully end up joining the team at, at some point, it's going to be a team that's going to be in contention for a while. Yeah, no, for sure. And then we'll just kind of get back to BC here. Um, we'll go to your first year first before we get to uh, where you are now and fan questions later. But um, just absolutely lit it up in your first year with 42 points in 34 games, which is it's really like that's ridiculous as a freshman. Like, you see, if you're nice. a freshman, like, you're, you're just happy to get in the lineup. Like I know a bunch of my buddies like you see like three goals, two assists in 25 games, just happy to be playing games let alone absolutely just tearing it up. So how, where'd you find all this confidence to go in there against some sometimes 25 year old men and just kind of dominate as a freshman? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a great year. We had, we had a really strong team. We were, you know, top of the league um, the whole year and we had a really old team. We had like 11 seniors or something. Um, so that, I think that helped my adjustment a lot coming in and knowing that, you know, all these guys are really welcoming and, and they, they needed our freshman class to be, you know, to, to produce for our team to be successful. And, um, you know, I, our whole freshman class was really good last year and, and our whole team was, you know, they, we really hit a stride. I think especially in the second half um, where we were blowing out teams every game and um, it was fun to be a part of. I ended up playing with two freshmen for um, the back half of the year and, and we really clicked once we started playing together. And um, yeah, it was just fun playing with them. And like you, you start playing with guys where, you know, you end up knowing where each other are all the time and, 
um, when you're having fun, it's, it's hard to, you know, put a stop to something like that. So, um, we were, you know, we were rolling and, um, I was lucky to be in the situation I was. I think some guys maybe don't get the same opportunity. Yeah. Pretty fortunate there. And then you definitely took advantage of it and probably a lot of confidence comes from that draft and just knowing you're one of the best players in the world at your age, just to be able to have that in the back of your mind, uh, definitely helps the conscience for sure. But, uh, then we just kind of curious, like, I know a bunch of fans were asking, like, what's the lifestyle like at school? Um, I guess we'll keep the off ice extracurriculars like out of it, but like a day in the life for you at BC, like what, what would that look like? Yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, I mean, this year is, is uh, a lot different. I'll take you through what would like be last year okay. uh, for like a regular, uh, yeah. So it's usually for us here at BC, we, we take classes in the morning. So usually I have two classes in the morning, um, you know, between nine and 12, 31 ish. Um, and then we usually head to the rink. We have a meeting at two forty-five here, um, practice usually right after that. And then, um, and then we eat dinner at our dining hall, um, right after practice around like five thirty-six. And then after that, it's, it's usually, you know, a bit of homework or, um, you know, hanging out in, in your room with some of the teammates. Um, but that's, that's usually what it is day to day. We usually mix in some lifts throughout our class schedule. So we usually lift like two or three times a week as well. Um, and, you know, they emphasize that a lot being here in college with some, a lot of older guys, um, you, you gotta, you gotta be strong and, um, but it's busy and, and, uh, keeps you busy, keeps you going and it's great. Yeah. And, BC big big football school too I mean basketball they got it all um have you you've probably had the chance to get out to a few of those games and what what was that like for you just to be able to experience that yeah it was it was really fun last year when you know they they, they put on a show here at BC for the football games with the with the tailgates and everything um and you know to be at a school where you have a football team I think it's it's uh, it's pretty fortunate a lot of the hockey schools don't I mean aside from the big 10 um you know, I think we're one of the only schools that has a pretty big football team. So um, just with the with the athletic department being that big, uh, it's a lot of fun. And to be a part of that, um, going to the games, when you see these guys around all the time, you know, we know a lot of the players and um, it's great to be able to support a team like that. Before we actually send it to some fan questions, like just uh, maybe a little chance for you to kind of flex yourself here. Um <laughs> what's it like i mean we talk about the lifestyle what's it like walking around campus you're rocking like the bc hockey bag or the jacket <laughs> or whatever like you're are you getting all the looks like be honest <laughs> uh no i i don't think so um <laughs> we have like these uh the backpacks that we got this year like we always get team backpacks so they're like bright red this year and it's like all like athletes or whatever and um so i think we <laughs> I don't know if all the looks are always great, but you get some looks wearing that backpack. So people can see it from, you know, a mile away. It's like bright red. They didn't want to keep the athletes any more low key this year. So they decided yeah. to go with bright, bright red. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, no, it, it, it's, it's, we just kind of fit in, kind of do our own thing. You know, it's, it's not like we're, uh, <laughs> where we try to walk around and show off our stuff. I don't know if I'm buying that, man. Yeah, I'm I'm buying that. Murray told me for the interview, he's a super humble guy. So I, I'm not buying it at all. He's definitely a stud <laughs> on campus there. I, I think they all are. Like you're going to school at such a big school and you're, you're number one in the country. Like people are looking up to, they know who they are. Like, come on. Yeah, for sure. Even like, even at Brock, 
and that's canadian school like actually it's funny Kay. you talk about the backpacks like every school has the athlete backpacks or whatever canadian yeah yeah school. so at brock the way they do it it's it's like a nike school and so it has like the logo and then on the side it'll go down saying like hockey or whatever sport it is it's kind of yeah. hard to see like they make it weird so you know whenever you're walking in the halls or whatever and you see like the athlete bags or you're with your teammates or something you can see like the people looking trying to like go like this and like read what sport is and you see if, it's, if it says like hockey or something they're like oh okay and then you'll see like fencing or whatever and they're like ah oh, whatever <laughs> you you see that you get those looks and you can see like if people care or not it's actually pretty funny but that's just at brock like imagine at bc or like a big school like that it's everyone's staring at your bag just being like hey, yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like an, another thing, like I was thinking about, like, I think like we get like a decent amount of gitch and stuff in the O, like you get hoodies and stuff. But like, I've, I've been seeing like on TikTok and stuff, these college like football players kind of like show their wardrobe and stuff. Like how much stuff do you guys actually get? It's got to be ridiculous. eh? Yeah, we, we get a lot here. I know like the, the Nike schools get a lot. We're under armor here and we, and we still get, you know, gitched out. We got, I don't know, you know, a lot of hoodies over the past few years, like bomber jackets, um, all like the stuff at the rink, you know, four shirts, all, you know, a bunch of shorts and stuff, shoes. Yeah, we, we get a lot of stuff. It's great. Um, we get set up. No, I, I've seen those ones too, cards. I always see the baseball players trying to flex it. Like, come on, who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, we'll get into some fan questions here. The first one, actually, is keeping on the school topic. Um how are your marks? Yeah, my, my marks are pretty good. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, some classes better than others. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, this year, last year was, was nice when we got sent home, we got to shift some of them to ink or like, um, to pass or fail. So you just would oh, either yeah. be passing or failing. And that's the, best. um, yeah, it was nice. I got rid of a couple of ones there. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm pretty average. All right. Okay, good enough. I mean, who knows? You might never need a degree, but it's always good. Uh, no, yeah, realistically not. But who cares? No, right? no, I mean, no, it's good. Yeah, you might as well have it. You yeah, might you well want to you want to be positive, sure. Okay, so um, interesting one. I actually was curious about this too, but you know, obviously, you're a very good hockey player. Um, are you in talks or like already having thoughts like, hey, I might uh go sign with Colorado at some point after this year? Like, do you have a plan for when you're gonna sign if you're gonna stay? stay the four years at BC? Like what's that decision like? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I think about, um, you know, especially, um, you know, when it gets closer to the end of the year, just, just to kind of think about possibilities and, and, um, you know, where I could end up, um, in what situation, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, something I'll try to tackle at the end of each year, see where I'm at, see what the opportunity is. Um, but I, you know, I like it out here at BC and, and really in no rush to, to get out of here. So, what a story that would be though if we broke the news that he's gonna sign after this oh year. My God. like what, what kind of that's a, that's a weird question that's a that's a tough question obviously he can't say anything like even if he knows deep down he is like there's there's no way the showbound podcast tweets uh breaking news <laughs> alex Newhook signing after this season <laughs> yeah we could become insiders cards you can get a new job here <laughs> for real um so, I mean, yeah, fair point by cards, but gotta, gotta try. gotta see if we can get something. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I, I, I mean, I should say if, but like, cause I'm a little superstitious, but like when, or if you sign with Colorado, um, what's kind of the first thing you're going to buy? Maybe some AirPods or something. Yeah. I, I think the mic's better on these ones. I don't know. Your audio is great, AirPods. 
<laughs> so yeah, what, what would you buy? Like, do you have a dream like purchase that you're trying to save for? Uh, no, not really. I don't, I don't have like one thing. Um, yeah, that I'd be going like straight to get. Um, I've been I've been looking at some nice duffel bags. I always I, I want like a nice one, like a you know a nice like leather one. Oh yeah, but maybe I was like maybe thinking with an LV things. logo on it or something. I don't know. I, I kind of like the simpler ones that are more okay. like subtle, subtle yeah. but nice. Uh, but I was thinking about getting one like pretty soon. So um, yeah, I don't know if that'll you know if it happens. I don't know if that'll be like a signing kind of purchase, just like a regular purchase. Hopefully. Yeah. So you like that? Um, that's, that's good. You don't need to spend all your money, especially right after you get it. And I just gotta say, pretty important to be saving your money, especially in crazy times like these and you never know uh, uh what's going to be happening after hockey or how long your career is with injuries and stuff so for hockey players there's an important thing everyone should be doing and checking out gavingroup.ca it's a bunch of uh former hockey players financial specialists they'll help you set up your life after hockey and do anything like that they know how to manage your money and you know you can uh you can work for your own goals and they'll support your goals off the ice financially that way so gavingroup.ca check them out okay everybody's asking this what stick do you use and what specs um i use a nexus 2n uh, i have a rounded shaft i use p92 and um i get a bit of uh stiffness in my heel okay listeners take notes and then you'll be the next alex newhook those will um, be sold though tomorrow yeah <laughs> as soon as this uh, Here's a general one, and I feel like we're not going to get anything because you can't share anything good, but do you have any, like, World Junior stories that you want to, like, tell or anything that comes to mind when you think about the World Juniors? Um, no, I don't, I don't know if I can, like, pick out one. Um, geez, I'm trying to think. Might have been a better play if we had told him this question before the interview and then he could have been <laughs> yeah. answered. Yeah, I could have thought of one. I can't think of one on the spot here. It's, all, so. it's always tough putting people on the spot, but you never know if they have the one that sticks out. Um, okay, favorite road rink in the NCAA? Ooh. Um, wow. I liked Aganis last year against BU. Anytime we played BU, it's like half BC fans, half BU fans. So um, that's always a good one to play in um and denver was fun last year we played at denver they had a pretty sweet rank oh yeah that's the massive one right yeah it's nice yeah um wait i got a question on that one then least favorite rink like where are the fans just ruthless just giving it to you or like you got any funny <laughs> stories where they're just abusing you when you're in the box or something um yeah umass umass is pretty uh their fans are pretty gutless but um <laughs> those those atmospheres are awesome though man like these oh, yeah. when the students are into it that much like it's it's so fun to play in those atmospheres where the students like hate you because if you score like if, if anyone on your team scores on their net like you know they're giving it to the fans and um yeah it's unreal yeah it's so different man like and cards you obviously know more than me but i mean at least me with with barry last year getting to see all the I, I guess i saw the crowds more than you like you see the average age in the crowds and it's a lot older and you go to these ncaa games and it's all students getting hammered and it's like I don't know. The difference in atmosphere in the games is just completely different. Like it's, it's pretty sick. I mean, nothing yeah, against the OHL, obviously like I love yeah, the, no, OHL, the, but... the OHL fans like amazing. And so it's just the, uh, the age difference. Like you obviously see like an older crowd at a, uh, probably an OHL game and, uh, fans like still really loud, like super supportive and everything. But like, 
you go to a college game, these guys just are like on another planet, just losing their mind. They got the signs going and everything. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and they have like the planned chance or whatever like they yeah they'll i can't even think of any off the top of my head but you know what i mean yeah they'll like say they'll they'll all be at the same time screaming the same then as the same guy like it's pretty sick um, yeah our, our school has a good one too i mean whenever whenever we score they're like chanting at the goalie you suck like it's it's pretty funny yeah were, were you ever hurt last year or like were you healthy all year last year yeah i was healthy all, all year last year pretty much Okay, I was gonna say, like, if you were hurt, like, do do the guys ever just like get in there with the student section, or do they watch from like a press box? <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta watch from the press box. Okay, that would be a riot, though. A little tailgate <laughs> before for the boys, and then over to the student section. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would be in the student section all day. Come on. <laughs> um, do you have any game day superstitions or any any like rituals you do before a game or game day? I don't have anything crazy. No, um, I usually have like a large hot coffee before the game um just black and then um i take a cold shower like after warm-up after off ice warm up before on before on ice warm-up and uh, that's pretty much it you get you get fully undressed every time and cold shower oh. back well just uh off no, ice just from like our off ice warm-up oh yeah, i okay, just cold yeah. shower before we go on the ice yeah, yeah that's an interesting the one though because i mean like there's a couple people that shower like right when they get to the rink like three hours before or something like that I've, i haven't heard anyone do that though is what's the reason behind that just to get the blood pumping or something yeah it just fires me up i like it get in there loosen yeah. up a bit i don't i don't like wear a shirt or anything under my gear so i feel like it's like just kind of gets you going a bit Okay. Are you are you are you like shampooing in there, or trying to like fix your hair for like <laughs> the national anthems, or is it just strictly business? Yeah, strict strictly business. Okay. Get some tunes okay. going. Yeah, hopefully get in the shower that's closest to the speaker and just you know get in there. Yeah, get yeah. Solid. Okay. Interesting answer. I like that. Um, I don't know this one, but I imagine you probably do. What's your experience working with Andrew Piercy? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's been great for me. And, um, you know, he's, he's definitely the best skills coach in, in Newfoundland. Every time I get back, um, you know, we always hook up and, and, um, you know, he loves it. He's really into it all the time. One of those guys that just always wants to go above to, um, know what, or learn what you're thinking and then kind of incorporate it in, in his kind of stuff. But, um, he's creative and, and, uh, you know, does a lot of stuff that, that helps me and, um, can help a lot of guys for sure. Yeah. We had a lot of, uh, newfoundlanders just uh swipe up on our little questions thing on the instagram just to say like we love him like newfoundland like, <laughs> like all that stuff so not even questions I but know. i mean even i was just feeling the uh the newfoundland love so i mean i think this episode's gonna be bumping a newfoundland Carzy. it'll be it'll be good yeah record numbers <laughs> out, uh, <laughs> but um okay personal question i guess not a fan question i how uh How's that like when you know kind of like that whole like everyone in Newfoundland kind of knows who you are and is rooting for you to make it like what's what's that like because for us like me and Cardi from the GTA Greater Toronto area there's so many NHL players from here it's like oh this yeah. guy's from your town it's like cool like so is all the others but there's not a lot of Newfoundlanders right. that make it so everyone's kind of rooting for you what's that like yeah it's the best feeling I think you know it's it's definitely the thing that I'm most proud of I mean aside from my family being from Newfoundland is 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 something that I carry with me everywhere I go and um you know like you're saying the support is is just unbelievable and and i feel it you know every step of the way i have since i left home and um you know in, in these big moments you know coming here and then world juniors and everything 
um, they're always behind you and, and, you know, they're the best people and, um, and they support anyone that, that leaves and's from the home home province there and they just want the best for you. So, um, you know, I feel that carry with me and, and it's definitely some motivation to just, you know, prove that, you know, Newfoundlanders can, can get there and can be, uh, can be difference makers in, in the hockey world. That's unreal. I'm getting like chills, man. Like this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. I got uh, I got two more for you, and then we can wrap it up here. I mean, we had so many fan questions, by the way, probably the most of anyone we've had on. So I had to like Unreal. just narrow it down to like the ten or whatever. But um, is there anybody you model your game after, or growing up that you modeled your game after? Um, I mean, I think it's hard not to say Crosby. Like you know, being a Maritimer and and being the player that he is with, um, and that he has been forever. I think looking up to him is has been something I've always done. Um, and in terms of just like motivation for other people, I think like going back to the Newfoundland thing, when I was growing up, there was like, you know, a few four or five NHLers at the time that were from Newfoundland. Um, so being able to look up to those guys and, and see that it is possible and that they've been in the same situ- situation that I was in um, was a big, was a big thing for me as well. Okay, for sure. And uh, last, last fan question here. Is there anything you like to do off the ice that you're passionate about or like any, any off ice talents or things you just do for fun? Um. I was, I was a big, uh, big soccer player growing up. I mean, I, I try to mess around with some of my buddies if we have the chance. I'm not a big, like, gamer. I don't even have, like, a console or anything. Um, That's rare. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah, that's what everyone thinks. <laughs> like, oh, this guy can't even hop on and play COD with him or whatever. No, I'm uh, – yeah, no, not really. I got into the guitar a bit um, this year, um, but nothing – Nothing really, like, always that I go to. No, but listen, like, I'm totally with Nui here. Like, video games, like, dust, man. Just a waste yeah, of time. Yeah, I'm not into it. So, yeah. so I'm going to say, like, <laughs> in this conversation, I say uh, we rule you out, and you're kind of the loser here. So There we um, go. There we go. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you know that. what? I, I can't argue with, like, Alex Newhook playing the guitar. Can you imagine? Like, that's that's just <laughs> lethal for, for the women. I don't know if you're saying I'm not. I'm not great yet, but – uh but we can get there. Um, I guess, I mean, just before we wrap it up, I just want to say uh, for you coming on, we're going to be sending you an Axel watch. I got my beautiful Axel watch right here. So Unreal. we'll, we'll have you look at the website and you can pick one and we'll, we'll fire it over to you, but you'll be looking very stylish, you know, maybe a little guitar video with the Axel watch. I'll just <laughs> coming away and, <laughs> hey, and he, he can throw in his uh his duffel bag that he buys too and just be really <laughs> oh good. yeah the dms after that come on maybe like on the couch next to me or something just ready to go yeah exactly <laughs> um cards anything you want to say before we end it that's all from me honestly just like thanks a lot for taking the time out of your day really appreciate you coming on and uh all the best to you and your team the rest of the year and uh go win the national championship, I guess. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks boys. Thanks for having me. All right. I want to thank Alex Newhook for that. That was an awesome interview. what do you think of that one, Cardi? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, like to have Nui on and get like a perspective from a uh, college type of standpoint, like we have a lot of CHL guys, a, highly, a lot of highly touted prospects who just, they sign right away. They have the perks and it's obviously really nice and everything, but uh, it's cool for the fans and like the young listeners, especially to just kind of see what college has to offer too. You get your education, you get to have a fun time and uh, you get a lot of gitch too. So you got to enjoy that. But uh, no, it's, it's definitely good to talk to him and uh, hear what he had to say about his career so far. And uh, definitely one that's impressed. 
yeah he's he's an unreal player and seems like a really great guy too so i enjoyed that and um we'll just we'll talk a little bit about some ohl rumors and stuff that you know i I think everyone's kind of been hearing or seeing on twitter um i'll just start off by saying like i don't really know anything i think cardsy you don't really know much either but um as far as we know like like i'll give an opinion here i think and again i don't know anything but i think it's a little late to kind of get your hopes up for a season would you agree with that um i don't know man uh i know with the quebec league and the w starting there's gonna be hopes if we can get it going to want to have a memorial cup it's gonna be tough for the chl to go two years without a memorial cup if that is the case um i think they're doing their best i think they're putting in the work with the government and seeing what we can do. But you know what, at this point it's been a while. So I'm not, I never hold my breath on anything anymore. Just kind of wait and see. I know they're, they're working hard. They're working tirelessly. And uh, I think safety comes first, obviously, as we know, but we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, Ontario's not moving super fast with vaccines and whatnot. So uh, I don't know, fingers crossed we do. Um, miss all the boys in Barry and definitely miss the competition, but that's my take. So I don't know what you got much. What what else are you thinking? Well, I agree with you there. And I'm, I mean, obviously the OHL is working with the government and doing the best they can, but it's just the, the circumstances in Ontario are not great. And so, I mean, it's no, nobody's fault really just that the fact that it's not deemed safe to start and it just sucks kind of for all the hockey players, obviously. And, um, a lot of guys that aren't even playing this year, like, you know, a lot, obviously a lot of people have gone on to Europe or some in the AHL, but there's so many people that just aren't even playing. So you definitely feel for those guys, but I mean, yeah, I guess we'll see. And I think if there is no OHL season, and again, I just want to clarify and preface that this has no basis other than my own thoughts. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I don't, I think the, the, the CHL would still do a Memorial cup and just do Quebec and WHL. You think so? I mean, might as well I, I and again like this is based completely on my own i don't ha- have any clue really but i just think they would even if there's no ohl um and just crown a crown a champion but you know there's obviously going to be a little asterisk next to it knowing that they they didn't have to beat an ohl team to to get there so the top the top league of the three and uh, i know we're both biased as ohl guys too to say that but no um all jokes with that but no um i'm fortunate enough to be playing right now but i definitely feel for a lot of my buddies who can't be on the ice right now and uh it's tough i mean i was in the lockdown before and i took my opportunity so i'm super happy that i ended up doing that but yeah like you said it is very tough and that's why my fingers are crossed that we can get going soon enough uh to allow these kids to get back on the ice for sure yeah and uh we'll just send it over to the bachelor segment before we wrap it up here uh it was the women tell all episode which honestly i i didn't really like it people i've talked to all agreed with me that it was just really boring it shouldn't be a two hour long episode i think like with the bachelorette they did one hour and then the rest was like an episode if i remember correctly but it was just too long they didn't even let the girls fight it was just kind of like a long interview with Chris Harrison and like an individual girl for a 10 minute segment, then a commercial. Like it was, it was boring. And I did want to say too, that Matt's beard is horrible. Did you see this guy's beard, Carzy? 
Yeah, that's a tough look. I mean, look at my hair, though. I, I look like Pennywise, uh, the clown from it, but I, I can't really talk about hairstyles, but that beard is really bad on him. It's like he almost switched his hair because he had the hair on top before and then a clean face. Now he's got a shaved head and a, a full beard. So he did the old switcheroo one day in the mirroring, but uh, I don't know. I'm not so fan. funny when he walks out. And I know you didn't like fully watch the episode, so you might have missed this, but when he walks out, one of the girls was like, oh, my God, is that James Harden? <laughs> that's actually so true man he actually does look like him yeah it's a little embarrassing honestly i thought it was a horrible look it just it wasn't it man and his style has been questionable in my opinion this whole time like i don't know anyway really not much to talk about was there anything you wanted to say about the episode before we kind of wrap this up no i think uh, that does it for me on on that front anyway and uh yeah all right so we want to thank everybody for listening i'm stealing cardsy's thunder here at the end and uh you know, we're going to keep making good content for everybody. We appreciate you guys listening and show down to number one soon. See you guys next week. I'm getting the last word in. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>